0: Want to stay up to date in scientific literature, drug information, and pharmacy-related news? You're listening to the Pharmacy Five, the top five things happening in pharmacy this week in five minutes or less. And now, here's your host, assistant professor of pharmacotherapy and board-certified ambulatory care pharmacist, Dr. Elizabeth B. Hearn.
1: Hello, and welcome to Farm Five. The date is April 29th, 2022. Women suffering from recurrent yeast infections, you have your first preventative therapy. Vivjoa, brand name for the antifungal otessiconazole, has been FDA approved after proving to reduce recurrent vulvovaginal candidiasis infections for up to 50 weeks after treatment. Vivjoa requires a loading dose, then weekly dosing for 12 total weeks, and is contraindicated during pregnancy and breastfeeding. Vivjoa is expected to reduce the need for repeated fluconazole treatment, and we should see it available behind the counter in a few months. The U.S. Preventative Services Task Force has finalized recommendations for use of baby aspirin for primary prevention of heart attacks or strokes. For adults 40 to 59 years of age with a 10-year ASCVD risk of 10% or greater, low-dose aspirin can be used for primary prevention if the patient is willing and not at an increased risk of bleeding. Net benefit is small, and the decision should be individualized. The task force recommends against aspirin use for primary prevention if the patient is 60 years or older. Remember, these recommendations are for primary prevention only and should not be applied to patients with established cardiovascular disease. Now, we wait to see if the Department of Health and Human Services, American College of Cardiology, and the American Diabetes Association accept this recommendation in their next guideline updates. In COVID news, remdesivir's FDA approval has expanded to include children as young as 28 days old. Remdesivir has been approved in patients over 12 years of age since January and has previously been under emergency use authorization for kids 12 and younger. This new approval marks the first FDA-approved COVID-19 treatment option for kids 12 and younger, which is hopeful for those kids under 5 who have no vaccination options at the moment. However, Moderna has applied for emergency use authorization of their mRNA COVID-19 vaccine for kids aged 6 months to 5 years. Pfizer and BioNTech's similar request was placed on hold in February due to limited data in this age group, but Moderna states their vaccine is 51% effective at preventing symptoms in age 6 months to 2 years, with symptom prevention closer to 37% in kids 2 to 5 years old. Now we wait to see the FDA's response. Finally, tomorrow, April 30th, is National Drug Take-Back Day. Most pharmacies, hospitals, and police departments do take medications back year-round, but tomorrow is the DEA's 22nd National Prescription Drug Take-Back Day to get unused or expired drugs out of homes and off the streets. Tablets, capsules, patches, and solid drugs can be anonymously returned, and collection sites can be found at deatakeback.com. Thanks to student pharmacists Alexis Zamora and Christopher S. Ingram for your contributions. Don't forget to like and follow our podcast for weekly notifications of new episodes. That's all for this week, folks. I'll catch you next Friday.
0: Thanks for listening to Pharmacy 5. References for today's episode can be found in the show notes. If you'd like to contribute breaking news and hot topics in pharmacy, find your host on Twitter or TikTok, at LizHearnPharmD. To receive your weekly update, follow our show, Pharmacy 5, wherever you listen. And we'll see you again next week.